Here we go. Welcome to the bonus episode. You're here with Mikey Carl, <laughs> Sophia Molly, Mike Katz in, where are you, Mike? I'm in uh, Silver Lake, Los Angeles. That's where Beck lives. Very nice. I love it. It is where Beck lives. Actually, I met Beck the other night. Whoa. Of course. <laughs> this bonus well, episode damn. is over before. Well, I mean, talk to us. Well, I damn. I, I mean, I met him. I, yeah. I shook his hand. And said, oh. <laughs> yeah, I actually I didn't even recognize I, I didn't even recognize him at first, and uh, I was I was just sort of being polite, just going, "Oh hi, how are you going? Said, What's your name? Oh Beck. Oh yeah, <laughs> cool so, silver um, lake moment. Was he that he, that was a, that was as far as we got. He thinks fast and he talks slow. And, hey man, how are you? Was his energy? <laughs> Did you pick up on his like kind of like Zen boy child energy, man child? He seemed very Zen. He yeah. seemed very Zen. Mm. He was. Uh, yeah, nice guy. Yeah, he's a sweet. He's been through a lot. He's been through a divorce in the last few years and sort of kind of extracted himself from Scientology. Has anyone sort of just tried to get you into the Scientology vibe over there, Mike? We've been in LA. Not yet. Okay. I'm, I'm waiting to be uh, solicited. <laughs> You're waiting to be Pre- summered by Tom Cruise. <laughs> Pre- join, Pre- join us. Praise Zenu. I'm Pre- here. <laughs> waiting. I'm, pli- I'm pliable. Yeah. <laughs> Take us back. Uh, Mike, to the first time in your life where music had a profound effect on you? Earliest, some of the earliest music memories are either the Doobie Brothers, thanks to my mum, yes. minute, minute by Minute, just oh, yeah. constantly. The the single Minute by Minute is, is, a, is a jam. How does it go? I don't, I don't know how 12, it goes. 12-8. Minute by minute by minute by minute, I'll be holding on. Oh, yeah, that's dope. I've been holding on. <laughs> All right, I really shouldn't be doing that. Incorrect. No, the uh, so yeah, Do- Doobie Brothers, and then f- I guess for me as a child, Mum plonking me in front of Rage. Where did you grow up, bud? Uh, sort of the the leafy southeast in Melbourne, Caulfield Way. It, it would have been it would have been Rage as a very young boy, just to sort of shut me up on a Saturday morning. It's sort of all kind of absorbed from there. Any clips that pop to mind? Seals Kiss from a Rose, strangely, feels like something that was... I mean, that would, I would have been a, a little bit older than two or three at that point, but um, that one that one sticks out for some reason. The, the, when he goes up, the power, the pleasure, the my pain, like that real kind of... It's, yeah. yeah. It's so dramatic and overblown and yet perfect. It's, so a, it's a great karaoke song. Yeah, I've never heard it. If yeah. you ever... <laughs> I've never done it. Wasn't the, the music video... Because that was the one that was on the Batman soundtrack, right? It was on the Batman soundtrack, yeah. I think I remember that music video. It was very dramatic. Very like we're almost in the Batman film. Very drama. Well, it was those yeah, it was those videos where you know they just cut so much of the movie into the video. Yeah, exactly. Just be, yeah. They'd only have to shoot like half a music video because you just use yeah. like you just use shots from the film. The new clip for Jouissance is a real trip. What tell us about shooting that and 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 the ideas behind it? It it wasn't meant to end up like that. We had this plan to do like a proper shoot with you know a crew and um, sort of booked a studio and, and got a bunch of people together. And I think we were going to have me dancing as kind of part of it, but <laughs> it was going to be a little bit you know. Th- yeah, the idea was let's just capture my my kind of the the way I will sort of groove on stage <laughs> when I'm when I'm not thinking about it. Let's just try and and 
you know make something of that but then uh we 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 got struck down with the with the lockdown and couldn't get together to do this shoot but we had to get it done because we we had we we're on a schedule and so i was just like right let's just green screen this thing let's you know borrow a camera and do it as low key as possible so my um my very capable manager emily uh came with me yeah, and we shots. uh we, we set up in the um set up in a little studio no one else around and and just put the green screen up and and got to work off he went it was uh it was it was tough and so we so we had all of this sort of raw footage that we've done on the green screen and and we reached out to to michael uh, renacio who's uh this parisian vfx lord and he's he's worked on on some of some of the genesis stuff and um and we just, you know, explained this idea of, of, of neurotic funk and he just he just connected with it in a way that I don't think anyone else has and just totally understood where I was going with this idea of of entering the unfunky valley and and you know having a kind of existential crisis in the in the making of, of art. He really took it on very, very personally and, and so he just he just went into a hole for about ten days and, and came out just chopped me up done his own thing to it and it was just it was great so we're, we're, we're awesome. psyched about it have another heap of video clips oh that's well, that's the first one i'm in we did a we did one for for amethyst mm-hmm. a couple of years back mm-hmm. which was another dance clip but it was a, an actual dancer we, we used this um skid michael who's a, a emerging ballet dancer mm-hmm. from melbourne he'd put together a, a little piece and and we sort of shot that in a number of different ways and, and cut that together. No, we're, we're definitely into into making music videos now, which, Very is, cool. which is fun. It feels like a, really a nice progression for you as well. And, you know, the fact that you just sang for us before, I think Meg will be replaced as the backing singer and now it's just a mic out, <laughs> mic out front. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, i I got to practice, man. I've, there's there's some songs on this uh, on this record that I'm going to have to be able to sing live. So. Really? Yeah, Ooh, I'm, uh, okay. scoop scoop making, making a <laughs> scoop de loop, <laughs> making my uh, my debut lead vocal appearance. That's the classic. Excellent. Oh, the comfort record. the comfort zone. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> I'll be over no here. No comfort zone. <laughs> no comfort zone. We Good are you, pushing man. beyond it. That's terrific news. Take us back. Why once rage was you know sort of out rubbing your eyes like in that Simpsons episode when they all come out into the, into the into the real world. What's another moment you have when just a little bit older of music hitting different for you? I mean, James Brown, Oof. I think, like, it's probably 14 or 15 and, and hearing <laughs> Funky Drummer or, nice. you know, or being introduced to it because I was sort of, I was into dance music, but like, not great dance music. <laughs> I I'd, I'd bought, I'd bought some compilation of, of break beats. Here's Johnny. That kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Bam, 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 at you. Bam, yeah. bam, bam. I guess it's, yeah, the music that seems to be hitting different in the clubs now. Everyone's going back to like hard style and yeah, it's true. Hard yeah. house and all of this stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, I was into that 13 year old, and it was the yeah. most uncool thing in the world. So mm. I guess who knows? It all comes around. Um, mm. But I, I'd bought like a, a compilation of breakbeats and stuff, and, and funky drummer and, and James Brown, and the idea of just having you know, commanding that band was a was a real turning point, I think, for me. Yeah, so, I mean, seeing James Brown, how, how did that affect you? Was like seeing clips of him just with the way he moves his feet as well as everything else. 
Oh yeah, I mean, not even the live aspect of of his his overt, but as a as a studio musician and and the way those sounds were sort of captured and just that sound of people in the room. I think for me, that's that's kind of where that that real love is, um, you know. And of course, you know, Funky Drummer being such sort of the the you know the basis for so much of you know hip hop and and dance music that's kind of come after it. Uh, I've just yeah just been very compelled by the the sonics of of those mm. records. And do mm. you also find your band members fifty dollars every time they miss a note? No, because <laughs> I make the most mistakes in my band <laughs> than than anybody. Well, the rest of my band are incredibly capable, and I'm uh, fumbling my way through it. How do you go on the sticks? Uh, I'm I am not not a drummer. <laughs> I can I can play one I can play one drum at a time. <laughs> no, uh, so you know, I'm I'm a great hi hat player, uh-huh. but uh, I can't I can't do anything else. It's okay. You at the same time, you've got your strengths. Uh, what else after after James Brown? Is anything kind of really visceral moment that you can remember, like something pulling you the other way? I mean, being in Melbourne as a as a sort of you know high school student and my first kind of early years in uni, just kind of going out and. Go to the Night Cat and seeing the Bamboos and seeing you know a lot of great players that you know have that are a lot of, of whom are still around and still you know yeah. making records. Yeah, Brunswick Street in its early two thousands heyday, strangely yeah. was a, was a re, was really influential and you know going to bar open and seeing like Hugh Blaine's and and you know some great great players sort of mm. you know doing their thing. I mean that that was really. Yeah, definitely influential. You know, at the same time, sort of getting back, you know, I, I'd sort of been into dance music and then I had a, a period where I'd sort of, you know, went on my little James Brown journey and, and got away from it, but then started DJing again when I went to uni and, and did all the kind of uni parties and, and that sort of thing and and starting to dig for records again and, and you know, really getting into techno and, and house music and and music from Detroit, like you know, Theo Parrish yeah. and, and, and Moody Man and, and those kinds of records. Amazing. Amazing. Again, you know, which, is, which have such a focus on, on kind of studio mistakes and, and, you know, that kind of way of doing things. That's where, where I kind of started traveling. Yeah. Any DJs in particular that you, that you, you saw? I mean, I remember seeing... Theo Parrish at Revolver. He was just like just just like playing funk yeah. records and then techno records, and this his face the whole time was in this kind of gnarl. Like he's just so into it. And I remember thinking, this is how this is another level of DJ. I've never seen this kind of like you know just crossing those two styles together. In fact, certainly people at home like people like Andres. Yeah, um, mm. you know, from you know when he was playing, you know, just bar gigs and and things and. Go along, and when we, uh, I was involved with the the original iteration of uh, of hugs and kisses when it was mm-hmm. the, the Buffalo Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we place. we put on we put on a few parties there, and whenever we had Andres play, you know, there would just be a synchronicity. Mm. I think with like you know the, the dance floor that was just really open to to what he was doing, and he just just had a, a really deft touch. And has always sort of had a deft touch, I think, as a DJ in in Melbourne. So I, he was very influential, and I, I definitely, you know, 
cribbed a lot of <laughs> records from from you know from his sets um, when I was sort of doing the same thing. And um, I keep I'm just thinking about Melbourne now. I'm just thinking about all these, all these <laughs> people. We, we certainly haven't had any criticism that this podcast is too Melbourne centric at all. <laughs> not, not one person has um, said it's a bit Melbourne. It's just okay. a. You know, it's it's a love note for people to to eventually come back here. Yes, yeah. When things open up again. Yep, numbers um, down. One yeah. other, de- yeah, I can Mike. I can certainly think of one other DJ, Sadar Bahar. Yeah, um, is probably one of the all timers for me. Like, tell us a bit more because I know that name a little bit. He's a, he's a Chicago uh, soul and disco and funk DJ. Um, yeah. Just an incredible selector and i saw him play it at um corsica studios in london a couple of years ago in room two and just you know just the the freeness Mm. of of what he was playing and and Mm -hmm. it just being kind of about playing great records not necessarily about you know beat matching or Mm -hmm. you know yeah or anything like that just you know again you know just finding those you know records just with strong ideas mm. that just you know that connect with an audience and uh, yeah he's a he's one of the all-timers for me mm. any mm. particular records mm. he played that day which you can remember Mike which you can tell us so we can add them to our Spotify likes uh, I can only remember the last track which was uh, by an artist called George Smallwood and the track was hey mama I think. Mm-hmm. I might have to. I might have to go back and check that. It's again. okay. We're the journalists. But, um, That's our job. You're the journalist. It was the last track he played of the night, and it was just. It was. It was beautiful. Cool. It was this real, really lo-fi kind of soulful disco jam, and it just kind of had people in the right pocket. It was awesome. Amazing madness. So this is all happening, and then you're sort of. Yeah, you're coming along. What's what's another sort of thing uh, after the you know that kind of I'm guessing the Mercat and places like that was sort of you know you're going hugs and kisses was I went to a few hugs and kisses nights unreal club at the Buffalo Club you had to sign in because it was like an old man's club you had to like pre COVID times yeah. to sign in it, uh, yeah it was it was all very uh, ahead of the curve foreshadowing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it was just uh, you know these weird sort of the Royal Antediluvian Order of Buffalo. <laughs> you know, sort of a strange Freemasons-y esque yeah. gentleman's group. Yeah. yeah, and Hugo, who was there, um, he's got an odd energy about him. Anyway, so he kind of suited the whole, the whole vibe of the joint. He was really the only person to do that job. <laughs> Anything else that you can think of next that came along and, and sort of, yeah, and helped sort of inform where you're at now, perhaps? Whatever... Matthew Kirkus has done the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, I mean, he had his own project and he, he was sort of from that kind of hiatus, coyote, um, sort of Northcote camp mm-hmm. of great sort of musicians. Um, but he was he was playing guitar in, in Floating Points' band wow. uh, for a little while and he's now in London, I think. But he's he's gone through sort of a number of really interesting kind of evolutions as as an artist yeah um and he he did a couple of records on his own label a few years ago which were very much in that kind of motoric Mm -hmm. um sort of 80s cold wave kind of sound Mm. uh and i just i loved those records i i think he's you know that that was a real interesting moment for me to hear that and go oh man like it's just 
you know, take, taking these ideas of, of sort of dance music production, electronic music production, and instead of, you know, necessarily making like, you know, four to the floor club music, um, you know, that kind of sound design and, and, and those sort of ideas, you know, using modular synths, using, you know, using all these sort of tools that uh, mm. are very wed- are very wedded to techno and, 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 you know, these kind of electronic forms and and making really cool weird post punk yeah with them so yeah i've i've, I've taken a lot from that cool from, he's from never been mentioned particularly cool. on our um, podcast i remember seeing him at color club for a red bull show one night and the crowd wanted this is upstairs the crowd really really wanted him to uh sort of to turn around and to perform to them and every time mm. the dance floor got going he would just kind of like shrug and look look away and and like, come on, give us something, dude. And it was just, it was a really interesting thing. Like, this is just who he is as a person, as an artist. He's not, yeah. he's not going to be yeah. out there swanning around like Morrissey. <laughs> he's going to be. No. You know. And, you know, he, I mean, I, I think I only saw it a couple of times, but he, the, the band he put together for some of this early music that he had made was all very kind of soulful. And I, I don't think he'd ever, he, he never released it. He just made all of these great songs and had, you know, this really great band playing them. And then, you know, just kind of, Put it aside and went. No, no, I'm going to do this now, and and I really, I, I'm really into that. I'm I'm into Same. people that are just constantly moving forward at their own pace. Yeah, They're not me too. Really, you, know, you know, doing their I own mean, thing. The, the, exactly. Like, and the Sleep D guys are a great example as well. Yes. You know, if they if they have a show, if they've got a live set, they'll like write a whole hour of new material just for you know a particular festival, and. You know, I've, I'm very impressed by people that can just, you know, do their own thing in that way. Mm. For our listeners, mm. if you haven't heard the Sleep D and Adlib Collective record too that came out this year, it's get on it. Yeah, between that and the Floating Points and uh, the Sun was it Sunrise? No, Floating Points. Who did he work with? Yeah, yeah Floating Points record. It's two sort of super ambient, but um, records you can actually dance to and feel incredibly emotionally taken away. Yeah. Both fantastic. Final one for you, uh, Magic Mike. This the song that hit different for you. We always ask this um, most recently. This the song that's really you just obsessed with it at the moment. I'm really into a track by it's called Rochelle Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, who's a sort of singer, R and B sort of house singer, and uh, produced by Machine Drum, I think. Yeah. Cool. Oh, cool. Called Already. Already. And I, I played it out. At a at a, an event the other night, and it was it's great. It's like exactly what I kind of want in like modern house music. Like really Sick. great, soulful, soulful vocal. Mm. You know, she she's amazing. Like she's an incredible vocalist. Um, but like all of the all of the music just hits in the right pocket. Mm. Very good. Uh, what about you, Sos? Um, I'm obsessed with an album by Curtis Harding right now. Um, he's a US, I guess, soul singer, but like when you listen to his music, it kind of goes across a number of different, different feels. There's some psych in there. There's some like really cool retro moments, but he's released a new album called If Words Were Flowers. It only came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, and there's a song on there called The One that I'm absolutely obsessed with right now. Um, he's also on the latest Rufus Du Soul record. He's the singer on a track called Surrender, which again is kind of like his vocal is 
it sounds like it should have come out like 40 years ago. Like it's very, very old school, but, um, absolute treasure of a human. And, uh, just the, the way that the production is on this album is also incredible. So if you're looking for something to just, again, sink your, sink your teeth into, we'll definitely roll that one. Fantastic. What about you? I'm super feeling uh, this Ghent-based duo, Charlotte Adigere and Boris Pupul. They've got a new track called Blender. <laughs> and it's got this amazing um, reference to Siri. <laughs> Siri, can you? Yeah, she sort of sings about Siri and also sings about racism in a really kind of um, subversive kind of way. Do you know the track mm. Blender? Charlotte, Charlotte's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, her, the, the work they've been doing. Yeah, the last couple of years is 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 really killer. It is, and it's really upfront. Like it's sort of like filthy kind of techno dressed up as a house poppy banger. Uh, like you know, it's just got those. those it sort of sits in both camps. Um, probably not filthy tech, just kind of like real kind of vroom vroom kind of um, dance floor stuff. And, uh, <laughs> I really liked uh, Lauren Taylor on Breaking Entering played on Triple R. She said this is the song I'm obsessed with, and Lauren and Simon have some of the besties in Melbourne as long as as, as well as Vaughn Quinn. Vaughn Quinn's like the young. Every year he just gets better and better. Yes, and also um, for any Belgium listeners, shout out to my girlfriend, Kathleen Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, for a few weeks there. Anyway, <laughs> friends, we've arrived at the time where I just drop in an old girlfriend reference. This is an amazing name. Kathleen Notre Dame is an amazing name. And Ghent is a fucking fun place to go out. We bumped into Solwax two different nights. And like, hey, Solwax. They're like, this, they came to this restaurant we we're eating at. And I ran out the front. He goes, can you get me to this restaurant? <laughs> you are eating. We are not eating. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh, my God. <laughs> spoke, That's spoke amazing. Very, sort of very French sounding all of a sudden. Uh, how much longer are you in LA? Because you said you're sort of coming back here end of the year. What else? What other things do you have to sort of whack-a-mole before you, you come back to? Uh, I got to, uh, As I said before, I got to shoot this music video. One of my collaborators on uh, on this forthcoming material. Ooh, name of song. Once again. Uh, the name of the song is "Feeling of Love," oh. but that's all, that is all I can s- tell you. Do you sing on this song, Mike? I do not. I do not. I sing actually. I sing backing vocals, but um, no. The the lead vocalist. Slow is, emergence uh, of Mike Katz. Is, uh, okay. Slowly, uh, we're, we're this getting is really cool. I love the fact you've been someone. I'm so here for it, man. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be terrific. Awesome, yeah, and then you're, then, you're, then, you're, then you're back in Australia. Uh, back just before the new year. And then, um, yeah, there's a, an exciting show on New Year's Eve. And then mm. I think we're playing in Warnable. Awesome. Uh, and up in, up in Sydney for the King Street Carnival. Oh, yeah, that's going to be incredible. The lineup for that is, like, fucked. <laughs> that's going to be fun. No, that's with uh, with Mild Life and Con Man and uh, mm-hmm. Touchy and Touchy and Sensitavi. I can't remember who else. That's anyway, pretty tight. Yeah. Milan Ring as well is playing. Ooh, yeah. Wow. It'll be, it'll be really good. Jump the borders for that one. I think you're actually allowed to go. Just jump the borders anyway. See, so feel like a. Can badass. you? Can you go, Nick? Can you go now? I'm. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think it's I'm not up a lot on the. Now. Yeah. Okay, but it, you're yeah. not up on the new but rules. You're not even allowed to talk about WA. Like that's the only thing. Everything else is okay. Like, that's okay. I'm used to that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get away from us. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, Sorry to all my Perth friends. 
Thanks for hanging out with us, sir. Taking some time out of Thanks, your day Mike. in Los My Angeles. Um, I believe you've got a uh, brunch with Beck to get to, so you go do that. I do. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh Everyone else, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Spread the word about Hit Different. We really like doing this podcast. It is three-way therapy and maybe four-way for you as well. So hit us up, uh, spread the love, and once again, thank you, Harvey Sutherland. May you... Uh, May you go well Thank in 2022 because it's looking good for you. Yes. Wonderful. Looking bright. Cool. All right. Thanks for having me.